The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Take a look at the text box here on the Swain Event. Ball fan says Kentucky gives every five-star a Porsche. It will come down to how much Justin likes nice cars. Yep. That is that is right. Rodney Nostel, what time does the baseball game start? Well, tonight it starts at uh, 8 p. 8 p.m. Yep, 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. And they changed... How you can view the game as well. They they made it easier on the good people because there's no baseball going on, no spring training games going on. Uh, the MLB Network picked up every single game that is going to be played this weekend in Houston at the uh, what's what's the name of the tournament? The the name of the tournament is so long that I can't, I can't ever remember it. It is the Shriners Hospital for Children College Classic. There you go. Thank you. I got your back, Ben. Yep. And I got your back. That's why you're the GOAT. Um, so, much easier to watch the game now. And they they picked up every game of the weekend. And if if you love college baseball, just stay keep your TV on, on MLB Network this weekend because there, there's going to be a ton of good games. It, it's just not Tennessee. Yeah, we'll be tapped in, man. We'll be tapped in tonight at 8. Uh, tomorrow, Tennessee plays Baylor at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm, right after the basketball game. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday. Oklahoma at noon. Noon, yep. But yep. Uh, Some of y'all have to be watching at church. <laughs> or go to the early service. Uh, but today. Hey, some, some churches don't have the luxury of having multiple services. That's true. It's one service. <laughs> you better come to this one or you wait the next week. That That is true. But uh, to, to give you some other good games at that. Shriners Children's Classic this weekend that Tennessee is a part of. Uh, there's three games each day. LSU and UCLA are the other two teams there, but Tennessee does not play those Sucks. two teams. LSU. Sucks. UCLA. Sucks. Texas. They're not. Say it. My favorite. Sucks. Baylor. Sucks. Oklahoma. Sucks. Uh, we got to get Oklahoma and Texas ready for the SEC. But we UCLA and Baylor play at 12 at noon today. Oklahoma, LSU at 4, and then Tennessee, Texas at 8. Uh, tomorrow night, after Baylor, Tennessee, Texas and LSU play. And that is going to be a fun baseball game. The number one team in the country versus the number seven team in the country in LSU. So if, if you've just gotten into college baseball, thanks to Tony Vitello or Always been a college baseball fan. Stay locked into the MLB Network because it, it should be a really good weekend of baseball down there in Houston. And I think I think there's going to be a pretty good crowd on hand. I, I looked yesterday. Austin is only two and a half hours from Houston. And so I, I think there's going to be quite a bit of Texas fans in attendance tonight. Dude, and, and even Texas aside, fans I all know, over. I know. I was about to make that point. E- even aside from two and a half hours from Austin, like it, we're in the heart of Texas. Uh, 
But it's also, like, it's Longhorn country. Yes, absolutely. Houston. Uh, but LSU fans travel extremely well for baseball. Yeah, forget LSU fans. They're going to be there, is, is my point. They must be. Uh, are, are there a lot of Oklahoma fans in the state of Texas? That may be a stupid question. I, I realize that Oklahoma's not yeah. in the state of Texas, but I would imagine that yeah. Oklahoma has a big following, obviously. Absolutely. I would I would imagine there's a big footprint in Texas of Oklahoma fans. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll be curious to see if Oklahoma fans show up and they must be too show out. I I think there's going to be a nice little contingent of Tennessee fans as well. I, I think there will be. I I've seen several people on Twitter or message board or even on our text box say that they're going to be there this weekend. Some some folks already there. So I'm I'm real excited to to get down there and and see the atmosphere it should be a a fun week of of college baseball i want to give a shout out to our guy jared smith who listens to the show on podcast he lives in houston and he said he lives about 10 minutes from minute Maid, and he shot me some recommendations of of where to eat this weekend so a shout out to jared smith who is a loyal listener to the show only gets to catch it on on the podcast, but uh, shout out to him for, for giving me some food recommendations. I will surely hit those restaurants up. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Jared. Um, a lot of things going on in the state of Tennessee today. Another huge event taking place is Legends of Tennessee. Friday night lights camp, March the 4th today takes place at Dixon County High School. There's information there at legendsoftennessee.org. Uh, athletes will learn elite football fundamentals and the importance of teamwork, a winning attitude, and more from coaches with over three decades of Tennessee football knowledge, ages from 6 to 18. To register for the camp or for more information, go to legendsoftennessee.org. Or camp includes a t-shirt, lunch, and autograph. So it's time to get going. Camp season. Sun is out. Birds chirping. Grass growing. <sighs> but man, the weather is changing. And spring is not until the end of the month, but it already feels like spring right now. And there's not a great better weekend to have a football camp than this weekend in the year 2022 so At the far. home of Tennessee legend Trevor Daniel. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, big-time camp. This camp is growing. This organization is growing uh, because there's good people involved uh, in it, and there's great people supporting the legends of Tennessee. So, they'll have their first camp. Dixon County High School, legendsoftennessee.org, for more information. So, that's going on as well this weekend. I know it's not football season, and, and football season will always be the best time of year, but in the spring, when when you kind of have a bunch of different events going on, it, it's also a great time of year. Basketball yeah. at its peak right now with uh, March Madness beginning in a week and a half. Uh, a, a week from this Sunday, we'll have a bracket. Yep. Well, in What's, what's um, impressive is, like, the NFL's marketing. Because even though it's not NFL season, they have found a way to be the top of the headlines with the combine. 
they own a day of the week, so that's that's not very surprising. But you're right. I mean, the the talk of yesterday around sports was the combine. Yep. And then what do the, what do we call it? The underwear Olympics. Underwear Olympics and Kenny Pickett's little little hands. I mean, I, I just, like Joe Burrow. I mean, I I think he should just go ahead and retire now. Yep. And early attaboy to Malik Willis. That that was really cool. The viral video that was going around the internet of him mm-hmm. helping a homeless person on the street. I, I don't really know what he was given to him. It didn't look like money. It looked like he was kind of giving him something else. I, I don't know. Maybe it was money, but uh, maybe the video didn't catch anything he else. He was either. giving him the, the Hugh Freeze book of scriptures. <laughs> I mean, it saved Caden Salter, so I'm sure it can help that man as well. But that was that was really cool. My my, you know, the emotional Steelers fan in me was like, draft them now, draft them, <laughs> just off of of that. But that that was really impressive and just a reminder. Finally, a quarterback without any off the field issues, Steelers, uh, Steelers can have. Uh, you know, people who said that <laughs> Big Ben yeah. didn't do it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. How <laughs> dare you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You. And you know what? Big Ben is a changed man. I'm he, kidding. He found Christ. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. He 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 came. He had his come to Jesus moment and got rid of his porn addiction and and really found Christ. I didn't know he had all that, man. Thanks you didn't for, see that article? Thanks for the information. That that you didn't see that? That was a big uh, storyline back uh, last summer before his last season, and people were making fun of him for admitting to his addiction and for... Of course they were. Uh, talking about his addiction and trying to help others for it. Of, of course they were. This, this, is, this is what people do. Um, yeah, see, you want to bring up shade on my team, I'll throw it right back in your face and make you check the clock and see what time of the show it is. Hey, man. Malik Willis helping people out on the side of the road. That was really cool. Like a future Carolina Panthers franchise quarterback. I see what you did there, John K. But why would we want the Panthers to ruin yet another quarterback? Malik Willis, man. Another quarterback. Wasn't he at Auburn at first? Yes, he transferred. Who was, from who was the coach at Auburn when Malik Willis? Uh, that would be, if I remember correctly, Gus Balzac. So The most overrated quarterback developer in the country. Malik Willis leaves Auburn, goes to Liberty, and blows up. <laughs> I think he was there. He was. I think he was a true freshman the same year Bo Nix was a true freshman. That's crazy. That's crazy. So he was never going to play over Bo. But I, I think that's that's proof of what I was saying back when Bo Nix was at Auburn and, and he was a hot topic, in my opinion. Like, not that I thought Bo Nix was great or anything, but I thought that Bo Nix had a, a a Gus Malzahn problem, not that Gus Malzahn had a Bo Nix problem, if that makes sense. And I, I think Malik Willis is proof of that. Like, if Bo Nix had gotten to be coached by Hugh Freeze, would we have the opinion of Bo Nix that we do now? I don't think that we would. I, I think that Bo Nix would be in Indianapolis as we speak. Maybe. Or at least still at Auburn. Still at Auburn. And and balling out and, and at, viewed as one of the best teams in the country and somebody with, with big-time Heisman odds going into this year. Got the tools. Bo Nix had a – now, he, he does appear to have a little bit of a, a ego. 
uh, as well as a little bit of drama queen in him. There's some personality traits there that I'm not a huge fan of. But in terms of talent and just strictly being a quarterback, yeah, I, I think he had a big-time Gus Malzahn problem, not Auburn having a Bo Nix problem. I agree with you. I agree. Wondell Robinson ran a 4-4-4 at the NFL Combine, the Kentucky wide receiver, who was um, probably one of the probably top five receivers in the league. Would you say top five receiver in the league? Who? Waddell Robinson, Kentucky. Uh, in the SEC? Mm-hmm. Top uh, five in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, I – yeah, I mean, I, I think off, just off the top of the head, I mean, he might be top three receiver in the league. I mean, he, he was, after Jamison Williams, maybe the most explosive playmaker in the league this past year. He was explosive. He was. There are a lot of SEC receivers balling out at the combine yesterday. Traylon Burks, he did run a four-five-five, but I mean that that wasn't. Yeah, they ain't gonna hurt him. No, because that, that's not his game. Yeah, they ain't gonna he's hurt more him. of a old school Jason Swain type of receiver. <laughs> I forgot the comparison. They compared him to somebody in the league. I was watching. I don't know if I was watching NFL Network or ESPN, and they were comparing him to someone in the league, and it was it was so it was so perfect. It, lost, it escaped my mind. Uh, Jahan Dotson, the receiver from Penn State, ran a 4 4 3. USC's Drake London did not run. Uh, but man. Uh, Dan Orlovsky literally just tweeted as I'm looking at Tweet Deck 48 seconds ago. Uh, Olave, what's his first name? Chris. Chris, thank you. Who's a three star coming out of California? Shout out to the Stargazers, Turkey Man. I think he was like, a, I think he was a, the 68th or 67th best receiver coming out. What about the 69th best receiver coming he out? He wasn't that big. Uh, Chris, Chris Dan Orlovsky tweeted, so Olave is the best route runner in the draft and ran a, a sub 4-4 with a bunch of question marks and exclamation points and four eyeball emojis and five fire emojis. Top 20 pick. Yeah, I like Olave, which I, w- I wish the Bears go up and get him. So we could be like uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, because the receiver's going to solve all of your issues. Y'all need a lineman. Bengals need a lineman, too. Yeah, and look what got the Bengals beat. In the Super Bowl. Look what got it beat. In the Super Bowl. Look what got it beat. Yeah. They got lucky this year. They beat the team that still couldn't beat in the playoffs. So They whatever. got lucky. No, whatever. I don't, mind, I don't mind being lucky. Sometimes lucky uh, is better than good. And the Bengals did not get the version of the Chiefs that the Steelers have been getting the last couple of years. Well, the Bengals got lucky against Derek Carr. They got lucky because Ryan Tannehill peed down his leg. Almost too big. The their most impressive performance was actually was the Chiefs game. And, and again, I maintain that the Chiefs lost that game more than the Bengals won. Okay. That that's they took their foot off the gas in the second half the entire time. I'm not doing this today. I'm, they I'm, they I'm, took their foot off the gas in the I'm, playoffs. Sure, be. They did. They did in the second half. They, they took were, their foot off the gas. Or they... We ha- literally had this conversation mm-hmm. the Monday after that game that Kansas City was too conservative in the second half, and that's what lost in the game. You agreed with me the Monday morning after. That's a fact. No. And, and when you are too they, conservative, they stopped you try executing. not to lose the game. They stopped executing the right way. And were too conservative. They mm. they were scared to do anything in the second half. Mm. That's a sounds, fact. Sounds like to me the Bengals defense did a good job of adjusting. The Bengals deserve a lot of credit. They had an awesome year. <laughs> Valus Jones! That 4-3-40-yard dash. The Baylor 
player who ran a four two one. They go. They did go back and change it to a four two eight. Still fast though. Mm-hmm. Still really really fast. Every year, you have trainers and high school coaches that have to remind these high school athletes what a real four three looks like. What do you mean by that? Because everyone walks around talking about how they run four threes and four fours. And that's just really, really, really fast. Not everybody can do that. And that is a real 4-3. With the times you see at the NFL Combine, those are real, real times. They're not going to let you have a false start. They're not going to let you, you know, trick, trick, uh, trick the system. They will call your butt back if you have a false start. Those are official 40 times. So... I would be more. I would be so nervous running the forty, just because of that guy staring into my soul. I know he's just doing his job. And he's from the Steelers organization. He's still with the Steelers. I don't know. Do they use the same guy every single year? Still same guy. You know yep. his name? No, I don't either. I had nightmares about him for a couple of years. He made me go back like three or four times on my uh, on my forty start. It was a uh, probably I started hating the Steelers. So just kidding. You do hate the Steelers. No, no. Love Mike Tomlin. I forgot his name. But all, all, all I know is Brian Flores is our linebackers coach. That's all I know. He's he's been with the Steelers organization for as long as I, I remember, and he runs the forty like he has been for for years. All I know is the Steelers are the only organization in the NFL that is not racist. <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess I guess so. Oh god, you're terrible. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Chatty Vol Chatty VFL four two three says, "Let's get the we want Nico Chant going at the game tomorrow, like we did for Drew Richmond years ago." That is a must. That must happen tomorrow. The only question is, do you say we want Nico, or do you just chant Nico? I mean, what do you say? But there has to be a chant for Nico, and it has to be longer than just a minute. Like it needs to be heard on the television it needs to be a couple times throughout the game yes i think uh we want nico is the best one because you know how you have those short chants you can run out of breath real quick nico, nico. yeah like yeah, that'll yeah. run out that'll die out quick because everybody run out of breath nico, nico 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 it kind of dies quicker so we want nico we want nico i like that one. i like that one Get that going. And then we need to, to bring in the Braves Chop House Man or, or whatever his, his title is there at uh what's the name of the Braves Park? Truist, Truist Sun Truck Not in Atlanta Stadium. It's not throwing shade. What, what, whatever it is. Uh he's not doing anything right now. So bring him on up to Atlanta with the World Series trophy that will be inside of Thompson Mullen Arena tomorrow. And as Tennessee fans chant, we want Nico, and then the Braves. Indian drum guy can go. He can bring his Braves drum. I can leave that in Atlanta. And be in his little Indian suit and go. No, he can leave that. He can leave that. We got we got enough room for all that. Bring him with the World Series trophy. But I like that chant. That's a good chant, and that needs to happen. I think frequently tomorrow against Arkansas. You think uh, Rick Barnes will try and wave that chant off? <laughs> nope. You gonna hype the crowd up? Get up! Get up! Get up! 
if uh, if Rick waved that chant off, how quickly would Josh Heupel run onto the floor and tackle Rick? <laughs> and also, how about Tony Vitello earlier this week saying that Josh Heupel was a lefty Patrick Mahomes while he was at Oklahoma? I was like, you sure about that? I was I like, was you sure rolling. about that, Coach? Coach V, you sure about that? Put a little sauce on it, huh, Tony? Oh, I don't know about that one. Trying to be nice to Josh since Josh has the bulldozer right now. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Sway needs to start the chant like the one random guy kneeling trying to start the wave. I'm going to start the chant like this. Give me a V. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me a O. Oh, yeah. Give me an S. Let's go. Give me an S. Uh-huh. Do it again. It wasn't good enough. Oh, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to the game. Boom. I'm not going not to the game. giving your all for Tennessee. I'm going to give it all at the, at the house, man. I got some work to do at the house, man. Grass growing. Things need to be handled. Got kids chucking up rooms and leaving stuff everywhere. About to be some... About to be boot camp in the Swain household this weekend. So I'm going I'm to I'm watch the game at the house. That's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm going to do. You can come to Houston with me. No, I'm good. If you had a free ticket to go to Houston, would you go? Nope. Why? I got a free ticket to go to Arkansas game. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's Houston. We can go to uh, good. The, the clubs that James Harden frequents. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got work to do at the house. AKA, I am an old man and get off my lawn. No, man, I went to the late ball game last week. Old I went man to, type of vibes right there. I went to the Auburn game. I went to the Kentucky game that started at 9 p.m. and I didn't get home to 11.30. That's not old man vibes. That's young man, spring chicken vibes. Spring chicken over here, baby. 865. You are choosing 200. not to go to the final home game of the year. You're, you are choosing not to go to John Fulkerson's Final game inside of Thompson Bone Arena so you can stay at the house and clean. Mm. Yeah, I went that to That has old to, man vibes written all over. I went to the game last weekend, man. What, what I did, want somebody else to have the fun that I had. How did you mess up this week? What, what did you do to irritate your wife that I you feel the it. need to stay home and clean instead of going to a sold out Thompson Bone Arena, participating in the We Want Nico chance, and, and celebrating a share of the SEC regular season title? I ain't doing anything, man. Uh, it just takes, you did something. It this just week. takes a lot to go to the game, man. You gotta, you gotta be on the same page with the wife. You got three kids. Gotta make sure they good. If she's doing something, I get a babysitter. That's what I had to do last week. I had to get a babysitter. It just, I, I'm good, man. I'm gonna watch the game at the house. I'm gonna have a nice time. I get, I might get on smoker. I don't have the physical ticket on me like I did last week, but I can get it. All right, good. Get it and give it to me. You're going to Houston. But I'm going to sell it. Make some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, Swain event. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. 
This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim Com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. 
At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Swain, Swain event fuel by Daddy and Barbecue. Hour two is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. 50% match on your first deposit up to $800. All right, time for round the SEC, Ben. Let's preview the final Saturday of SEC Hoops this season. Sad day. Sad day indeed, but we do have some good games. The, the first four games of the day are, are really, really good. Uh, you have two noon games, one of them, number 14, Arkansas, at number 13, Tennessee. No line is out on the games just yet. Those will come out later this afternoon. Uh, we can discuss what Kim Palm thinks about the game after this, but uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, noon on ESPN. Alabama at LSU, noon on CBS. South Carolina at Auburn, 1 p.m. on the SEC Network. Go Gamecocks. We've got Kentucky and Florida at 2 p.m. on CBS. And then it kind of tails off from there. Georgia, Missouri, 3.30 on the SEC Network. Vanderbilt. And Ole Miss at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network. And then Mississippi State at Texas A&M, 8.30. 
on the SEC Network. The SEC Women's Tournament did continue last night. And Tennessee fans, Lady Vol fans, were paying attention because they were going to find out its opponent. And Alabama beat Georgia, upset Georgia, number 24 Georgia, 74-62. to So tonight, Damn. the Lady Vols will play Alabama in the SEC Tournament at approximately... 9.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. Kentucky and LSU play at 7, and then the Lady Vols will start 25 or 35. I can't remember. Approximately 25 to 35 minutes after the, the game that starts at 7. So it, it'll start around 9.30 on the SEC Network. You had Arkansas beat Missouri in overtime. Florida beat Vanderbilt at the buzzer. Kentucky beat down Mississippi State 83-67. to so today, Arkansas and South Carolina play, Florida and Ole Miss play, Kentucky and LSU play, and then Alabama and the Lady Vols round out the night at 9.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. I ain't going to lie, but I'm a little nervous about tonight. Yeah, Alabama's had the Lady Vols number the last several years. Uh, I don't really want to think about it right now, to be honest with you. So, okay, keep, uh, keep moving. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about something else. Uh, really only one football note to share with you. And that is that Alabama has hired former Auburn wide receivers coach Cornelius Williams as an offensive analyst. So Alabama has another analyst on its staff. The 293rd one that they have. And this one's weird because it's former Auburn receivers coach Cornelius Williams. And didn't he play at Auburn? They got, um, or am I losing my mind? They got another former Auburn player over there and, um, T-Rob. T-Rob. So. Or did he play at Troy? Cornelius. I can't remember. He was at Troy. I know that. We saw my Alabama. The Lady Vols playing and how it didn't feel comfortable there. And then change the subject. Talk about Alabama hiring another analyst. and yeah, He played at Troy. Getting stronger and better. Your boy who was a standout at Hoover back in the day. I don't remember him. He was after you. Uh, he graduated. Well, maybe not. He graduated from Troy in 2010. Yeah, my last year was 06. So, definitely. He, definitely I think after me. he either was like a freshman when you were a senior at Grissom or he started high school like the year after you left. Something like that. You were two, three, four years older than he was somehow, but. He led Hoover to a state championship back in the day and went 56-3 and three at Hoover. Sounds about right. Set a school record with 77 catches for 1,300 yards and 18 touchdowns. That sounds about right, man. Hoover Hoover was a powerhouse. And then played at Troy. So he was he was Rush Probst's favorite favorite player probably. No, you were. I'm just kidding. Rush, I don't think Rush was there then. I think he, I think he got – Where was he cheating at then? Um – he might have still been there. Might have been towards the end of his career, but he went somewhere else to cheat. I don't know. But he was cheating. You better believe it. Ain't, ain't no denying that. Vol Grizz Cubs, they name in a wide receiver coach today, or will Pope just get promoted? It has not been decided, but I, I ultimately think that Pope's just going to get promoted. Yep. 
that that's what it feels like to me. Yep. But that it's it's not written in stone yet. Yep. Espresso Vol says Swain had to sit among the peasants last game. He's still trying to recover not uh not being a VIP. Let me tell you something about basketball games. Where I was sitting He was a VIP. I was sitting in VIP area. Yes. When, when I was in row two. You you know how close you have to sit to the floor to constantly be on the TV? Yeah, I was I was in row I was on row two. And look, Swain's proud of it. He wears it like a badge. Look at me. Look at these tickets I got. That's all he was telling me last Friday. Look at this. Look at these tickets. Look where I'm sitting. Look at look at me. Don't believe me. Look, look where I'm sitting. Don't believe me. Y'all know better. And all these peasants gonna be behind me. I mean, he even went to the popcorn stand. The guy knew him and offered him free popcorn. That's not true. That's fake news. You know that. That is fake news. The basketball boxes, to me, I mean, you don't have to go, I guess, to get in line for concessions. But for me, I, I like sitting in my in the regular seats down low. You know, for basketball games. Now, football games, no, bo- it's pretty. It's pretty cool. But box is more overrated for for football than basketball. I, I mean, I would rather football. I would rather, honestly, I would rather be in uh, Tennessee Terrace because it's outside, but it's still nice seats, and you know, you still have the the convenience of being able Swain, to go to the bathroom. There's no easy. point in even mentioning the Tennessee Terrace on your show because 99.9 percent of us will never sit there. So we will never know what it's like to be in the Tennessee Terrace. Oh, that's why I mentioned it, so you can get an idea. So you can rub it in. No. No, but so on you a, know. But seriously, I, I that is a good point. Tennessee Terrace is is different than sitting in a box because, like you said, it's it's outside. But I, I don't understand the, the appeal of, of sitting in, in the box. Like, yeah, you easy access to food. You don't have to deal with the weather one way or the other, whether it's too hot or too cold. That, that That's – the one benefit to me, in my opinion, because I hate being cold and I don't want to be overly hot and sweating like crazy. But like, it doesn't feel like you're at a game when you're in the box. I I just don't understand it. I don't I don't under, understand the appeal. To me, it's just a bunch of rich folks wanting to want people to know that they're rich. That that's what it is to to me as a peasant myself, uh, some someone who is not rich. That that is the appearance that that it gives off to me. Or at least I am making that stereotype, and maybe shame on me. But when I go to a sporting event, I want to feel like I am at the game, and I don't feel like I'm at the game when I sit in the box. I understand that. And same for uh, the media seating. I feel significantly more at the game, in the game, a part of the game when I go to basketball or baseball because you're not confined to a closed press box. For basketball, I'm sitting amongst the fans, and I I get a great feel for the atmosphere. And and baseball, I, I do sit up top in the press box, but I I like to open the window. Even the last two weekends, when oh, that makes a big difference there. It does because it, you would be amazed. It, it truly does make a difference because you get the sounds of baseball coming in through the window. I don't have that luxury at, at Neyland. I can't open the window, and I would feel differently if if that were the case. But I just I don't get the appeal of a box. It doesn't feel like you're at a game when you, when you sit in the box. I understand. I agree with you. But Vaughn Birmingham makes a great point. It's for people there to socialize and network, to be seen by other people in their in their circle. The game is secondary. That is a, a great point. That is a great point. And it's why I don't do gatherings to watch sporting events. I, I don't like doing gatherings. I want to watch the game. 
I want to watch the football game. I don't want to sit there and socialize. I don't want to sit there and, and hear about your work drama while Tennessee's playing in the second quarter against Alabama on the third Saturday in October. Hey, the people that I've, I've been in the box with, they be watching the game, but there is a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of socializing and things like that. Takes, takes place too, but people I sit with in the box, they be, they locked in in the game. They locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia's Coliseum, those seats were built for kids, according to uh, Rodney and Austin. Stegman. Stegman Coliseum. Let's see here. <laughs> Once Ben has have that baby, he will fully grasp staying home. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is coming. It is coming. Paul fan says we will find out the receiver coach when Pope changes his Twitter bio. <laughs> they get it right. John K told you to have fun with Dwayne Haskins. Thank you. What else is here on the text box? Oh, yeah, Volfan says basketball, baseball season overlap is the best time of the year. It's one of them for sure. I'm more of a football, basketball lap over, but I do understand. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. My my favorite time of the year is September. Beginning of football season, beginning of college football, um, beginning of NFL football. Fall feeling, the weather. I know it's still really, really hot in September, but you start to get a sometimes a, a taste of the fall weather, or, or you know, falls right around the corner, kind of getting into October and whatnot. Um, and then for me personally, because I love baseball so much, baseball season's wrapping up and, and the playoffs are beginning. NBA starts middle of October, so that September, October when football's getting started is my my favorite time of year. But I, this is my second favorite time of year. When when March Madness is here and college baseball is starting and Major League Baseball is supposed to be starting. Dang, man. Terrible. Spring practice going on, so you get a little bit of taste of football. NFL draft. A lot of NFL draft talk going on. The Masters is coming up. A month away from the Masters. So this, this would be my second favorite time of the year. Plus my birthday's in September. And that's all that matters in September. It's 8.49. Should have brought this up way earlier, but... Shame on you. They had to shut down the Zakaz Ziegler fundraiser on GoFundMe. Because it was, it was hitting some crazy numbers, folks. Hitting some crazy numbers. Big thanks to Tennessee fans and other fans and other fan bases for helping out, man. They had to cap it at $350,000. And Zakaz Ziegler... Writes a thank you note to all the people that uh, helped. He says, my mom and I can't express, can't begin to express how much love and gratitude we have for Vol Nation and everyone who has contributed. The outpouring and uh, the last 24 hours have been overwhelming, and we have closed the fundraiser. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you to everyone who donated and kept our family in your prayers. We'll be back on our feet soon, and we'll never forget the love and generosity of Vol Nation. 
Zakai Ziegler. Man. Man. Where's Where's national media? Ben, you you, you smooge with the national media at the, no, at, the, I don't. At, the at the games when you hit the press box. Where's the national media? Unfortunately, I I can't snooze or smooze whatever word you use with snooze. the national with the national media because unfortunately they sit me next to Austin Price, um, yes. and I have to deal with his tendencies. But I don't know where they're at. You know where they're at. Negativity sells, and, and this does not fit Dan Wolken or Pete Thamel, Pat Forty. It doesn't fit their narrative that Tennessee's fan base sucks. Now, I did see it was cool to see Marty Smith send out a tweet. He commended Vol Nation and and wrote a pretty cool tweet out uh, on Twitter uh, commending Vol Nation for, for what they were able to do. So, I did see Marty Smith do what he did. But um, you see me over here looking at this timeline. Whose timeline are you looking at? National media member. Which one? That covers... Uh, He's covered Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Marty Smith said, amazing display of kindness and generosity from Vol Nation. More than $350,000 and counting raised for Tennessee point guard Zakai Ziegler after his family's hmm. Queens, New York home was destroyed in a fire. The original hope was to raise fifty k. Great work, Tennessee. So I know some of you Tennessee fans can't stand Marty Smith because he deleted one tweet. He had one bad moment, and and how dare we not forgive him? How how dare we not show him grace for for one stupid little tweet, deleted tweet? But uh, that, I, I thought that was a, a cool message, cool note from Marty Smith. He's the only national media member I've I've seen say anything about it. I, I've seen other SEC media members tweet about it. Thomas Goldcamp, friend of the show, yeah, who yeah. covers Florida, he was tweeting about it and, and thought it was cool, kind of how the SEC came together to, to help Zakai. I, I saw some Kentucky folks tweeting about it as well. So I, I've seen it from uh, kind of a, a national perspective, but just from other folks that cover the SEC. Marty Smith's the only national one I've seen say anything about it. Hmm. Hmm. TMZ said something about it. And what – yeah, that, that was really cool. And Vol fan, I, I agree with her. She can't wait to hear the ovations that Kai gets when he checks into the game tomorrow. That's going to be really cool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be a standing ovation. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if like, not that it it matters more than you know the safety of you know your family, but I wonder now that he knows like everything's going to be okay from a financial standpoint, and his mom is safe and everybody's safe and. They, they're going to build – I mean, they'll have a better house. They have a chance to have a better house. Now, you can't replace all those those memories and you know, belongings and things that you have saved. But I wonder, like, how close to playing his best will he will he be? I'm, yeah, I'm. That, that's a fair question. I'm more concerned about his knee that he's been dealing with than, than the current situation that – he can start to put in the past, I, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, it, it is, at this point, wouldn't it be time for him to start moving 
on from the situation. I don't want to sound insensitive to the situation. Um, but, I mean, at, at some point, you do have to start looking forward. And how can you not start to look forward when you have $350,000 coming in to help you and your family and uh, your nephew uh, that has special needs uh, as well? Or maybe I, not special needs, but has medical issues that, that need to be uh, assisted on a daily basis. I think, I think he's going to be... Phenomenal tomorrow. Yeah. I, I worry more about the knee at this point, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The, the knee is a real issue, I guess you could say. I mean, he, he hasn't been practicing a ton for the last week, two weeks. Uh, he, he hasn't had that same burst that, that he's shown all year. Hasn't been really able to stay in defenders as often as he has all season. I'm more worried about the knee, uh, quite yeah. frankly, just yeah. from a, a basketball standpoint. I mean, he looked. He looked he looked good against Auburn. Um, you know, there's obviously things you can improve on and look at the film and, and make some critiques here and there. And uh, I'm sure that happened, but I mean, he was he was he was good from my point of view in helping Tennessee Tennessee win against Auburn. So I anticipate that type of performance. And the he'll crowd's going to I think carry him. I I and th- that's a good point. And, and not only carry him, but inject a whole lot of adrenaline Mm -hmm. in him to where (laughs) he's going to feel better than he has any of the last two or three weeks. Yep. and (laughs) and, He's not going to feel that knee. And and, mm -hmm. now he'll feel it as soon as the game ends and he comes off that adrenaline rush. He'll feel it Sunday morning, Saturday Mm -hmm. night. But that's a good point. I I guarantee you the crowd, the moment he checks in, he's going to get a a huge adrenaline rush on top of the adrenaline that he is already going to have for playing against Arkansas in a, in a sold-out arena. But, yeah, that's a good point. The the, the adrenaline will push him kind of through the pain. Um, yep, it tends to do that. Yeah, I'm honestly – I'm concerned about that going forward. Not just Sakai, but just kind of some nicks and knacks that, that Tennessee is dealing what's with. A, what's a nick? What's a knack? A nick and a knack. A nick and a knack? Yeah, a nick and a knack. It's that time of season, though, where everybody's banged up. I know, but, I mean – Zakai made winning plays against Auburn, but it took him a while. It wasn't really to the second half. Uh, first half, he kind of struggled um, and struggled against Georgia. And we, we know what was going on during the Georgia game. But we've mm-hmm. also seen Santi. He has not looked the same the last couple of games, has, has not showed the same explosiveness or uh, his same quickness on, on the defensive end. He hasn't been able to keep guys in front of him of late like he was able to uh, for – for pretty much the entire season until this knee popped up. And, like, after he hit those first three threes to start the game against Georgia, I mean, it, it was a poor performance from from Santi. And uh, Folky, you already have to deal with inconsistency from him, and now he's dealing with a, a hip pointer that is limiting him in practice. It's still hurting? Mm-hmm. He's not practicing a whole lot. So, and now Josiah is <laughs> – the evidence to, to not worry about it because Josiah's been dealing with a knee injury. I don't think it's as bad as the other ones that I've mentioned, but he's also been kind of banged up and, and limited in practice, and then he goes out and scores a career high. Still haven't heard from Ken. Haven't seen Ken <laughs> once on the text box this week. That game was Tuesday night. Have not have not seen Ken since. Ken, where you at? Huh? Come on. You, you can't you can't be the first one to to throw things we say in our face when it turns out wrong or or argue back and forth, which there's nothing wrong with disagreeing and, and going back and forth. But you can't do that constantly and then 
when you're wrong, not show up for a week. Disappear. You can't disappear. We we show up when we're wrong. I guess I guess the show's not as good anymore for Ken. I guess. I guess he moved on to another show. But I'm I'm kinda worried about the the, the little nicks and knacks going into postseason. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, man. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, my friend. Are you not? Nope. I, I know I know that these things happen this time of year, but it feels like a little bit more than just simply, oh, everybody's going through things this time of year. I think I think with this being the last game, you you power through, you understand what's what's on the table, who you're playing, where you're playing, and the adrenaline from the game, you take some medication, and you, you just you power through. And then after the game, you'll be sore, you'll be you'll be hurting, but you'll have a nice little break though. You have a couple days before the SEC tournament. You have a double bye. So you'll have time to rest up. But right now, it's about doing whatever you got to do to get the win and avoid being called for a charge. Yes. Whatever you got to do. There will be at least one. The question is, how many will there be from Jalen Williams? Yep. I, I truly think, I talked about it earlier this week, I don't think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt this weekend. Do you? No, man, because I think, I think so many people have been talking about him sliding under players as they're going up and how he has I mean it's not just a Tennessee game. I mean, Did you see it the other night? Yeah, it was even worse. Yeah, two of them. One where he slid under, and then there was another one where he got the benefit of the doubt and they called a charge. And in the video you can still see him sliding he was over. Sliding to the right. Yeah, I remember that. So I don't know if he's gonna get those calls this this weekend. But Tennessee's responsibility to make sure they adjust in the first four minutes to see what type of game the the officials are going to call. So, I ain't never seen a big man take more charges than blocks. Weird. Hour three, coming up.